0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Welcome to the Morning Startup, where we believe you can develop neural pathways that will awaken you to a full heart and clear mind. Live with joy, health, and success. I'm your host, Michael Oliver, and I'm joined by my co hosts, Deborah Dyek and Maria Gosher. Hello, we are back. Hi
2: good morning, good morning.
1: Oh, so we have been um just to kind of give us a little bit of a, a context uh, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, we invite you to go back and listen to the uh, podcast from last week, part one because it had some really wonderful information that our guest uh, Tamia Dominic Smith shared with us, and we have her back today. so Thank we are you. really super excited to be back. super excited Thank to have you. Um, we talked quite a bit about last week kind of building the foundation and the groundwork of how nutrition, there are many, many different types of nutrition. um, and, And nutrition can be really unhealthy all the way building up to what is really healthy nutrition. And I think to me it did a great job into introducing this idea of live nutrition and what that really means and how that nourishes us and how we can get nourishment from a lot of different Places and activities and things, not just food, but getting nurtured in in a lot of different ways to get our to get our nutrients. And so we talked about that. We had a good conversation about that. Um, we talked about the benefits of organic foods, the value of those natural foods. Tamiya shared a lot of. Helpful information about her experiences and and what that's uh, that's meant. Even talking about her grandmother and how they would collect herbs and the different herbs and the effects that they would have on the, on the body. So we're going to continue this conversation where we left off last week. We were talking about uh, this connected connectiveness to nature. Uh, Tamia was talking about if you look at our children, how children are so connected on so many different levels. They're connected on. Uh, psychological level. They're connected on an emotional level. And I'm talking about to nature. They're connected to each other, to other people, to the planet, to the plants, to the animals, this deep connection, this deep curiosity. And um, I was thinking about while we were wrapping the last week's show up with that thought, um, I was thinking about how is it that children with all of that mentioned As we grow older, we become disconnected from that. And Maria had made a a comment uh, just to the side uh, about how engaged she was in what Tamiya was sharing last week. And then she kind of made the comment about how it reminded her about some things that she could do to be more healthy. And I started thinking about that. Now, I just wanted to kick this off because I'm wondering if if other people listening – We're kind of having that same experience. Um, So what I think is really good about this is it gets us thinking about uh, what we could do differently. And um, what were some of the things you thought about when Tamia was talking about, um, you know, the whole connectedness (laughs) nutrition thing or whatever?
0: I'm a great example of what not to do. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a workaholic. Um, I can't say that I eat very well. Um, I usually consume a lot of caffeine to get through my days (laughs) so and there's other people i'm sure out there that uh relate to that can not just be me
1: (laughs) (laughs) no there's a whole yeah yeah there's a lot of
0: um the thing that stuck out the most from what to me was saying last time was she said she asked a question of when was the last day you stopped taking care of yourself and that was like oh man i don't know that was a long time ago just thinking about myself um and you know, because it's like not just the food, but like the rest that you get mm-hmm. the the other sources of energy. Who do you surround yourself by? And that was that was really, really, really. That was like keep that phrase. That was like Imp- impactful. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, really, really key.
1: Yeah, that stands out. I, I'm really glad that you said that to me because I I think that is captures a lot. Is that's such a great question and and I think it and, and it and I think for our listening audience and certainly for us to be thinking about you know let's pause on that and just self reflect when is the last time we really stopped taking care of ourselves? I thought that was so insightful for you to yeah. to share that
2: mm-hmm. and and you know it's interesting because um in my life at least children are the the biggest teachers
1: oh yes mm-hmm. of yeah.
2: life. And they're the biggest inspiration for my work, too. And actually, I'm writing – it's in my book that I wrote for parents who take care of small children – um, one of the day, uh, it's a book about, um, 30 days. It's a program, a manual, mm-hmm. what to do with kids. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. in these moments, it would be really interesting because lots of families are together now All and right. they don't really yes. know what yeah. to do. Yeah. The focus of this book is, is nutrition and food and how you, a whole family can be involved in the food. But in one of the days, in the 30 days, I say, I I really admire kids when they see the miracle of life happening around them, which is everything in anything. Mm -hmm. They're just like there with joy on their face. And when you sprout a seed or a bean or a lentil, and then they see the transformation of that little Mm -hmm. seed into a plant that starts having leaves and it becomes a plant, it gives them so much joy because they're one they're united with the process of creating life and then i writing i'm saying in that book that you can bring that back to your life through your kid you know when mm-hmm. you sprout with your child and you look at your child's face then you all of a sudden remember being a child mm-hmm. and then and then when you sprout um then you can see the miracle of growing a plant and everything. But then you can eat that, and then all the process of making a proud and feeling grateful and happy um, when you look mm-hmm. at life happening in front of you. That you eat, and then imagine what goes into your system. That all that happiness, mm-hmm. all that joy, all that life goes inside of you, and then mm-hmm. it, it creates cells, healthier cells, and you know well-being and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you can do that with kids at any age. And can you, you explain the one thing that you, that we're going to be doing
3: um for Easter for our children to the yeah.
0: shoe rack? Could you explain <laughs> yeah, something really You call simple?
2: it shoe rack or shoe holder? Shoe holder. Well, you know, shoe those holders that you plastic, plastic yeah, yeah, yeah. that has lots of little pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you can transform that into a little vegetable garden or your herb garden oh, at cool. home. You just have yeah. to hang it. Um, by a window or in a place that has natural light, mm-hmm. you poke a little, a few holes in every little pocket, you put stones in it, organic soil, and then organic seeds. And then you water it accordingly to the needs of each seed. And then you can have your herb, herbal nice, garden in nice. your cool. kitchen wall. Yeah. Yeah. In the you know, inner cool. city. Yeah. Anywhere, exactly. Anywhere. And, and cool. this is, um, just going back to what Maria said, this mm-hmm. is, um, interesting that You are aware of how you live your life. And this Mm -hmm. is the first moment of, oh, my God, yeah, really, I just drink coffee all the time and I work (laughs) a lot and stuff. This is the first step to change anything if you want to. Self-awareness. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because now you have a choice. Do I want to keep going that way or want to change direction Mm -hmm. or I want to do something else? Mm -hmm. And I've seen it hundreds of times that when I tell people, start sprouting. They said, Oh, yeah, right. You know, it's like, what was, what, you know, they don't, they don't get it. But in a moment when you separate 15 minutes of your Sunday afternoon to put, you know, the the shoe rack or, (laughs) or that little cup Mm -hmm. and then you start doing it and then it, you don't have to do much, but life is going to happen right in front of you. Mm -hmm. It's going to change you, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, and then, you know, it's going to change the way you treat yourself, the change you will make. Food choices, you know, and then the whole, it, it, it starts a whole new way of living your life. You well, know? One
3: mm-hmm. of the things I think that it, that you said that I think is powerful is, and I think that's what the touchstones are all about. There are different ways of, nu- there are different types of nutrition. Breathing is a way we receive energy, meditating. What are some of the foods that you would recommend that we could eat? So that we could experience this other type of energy that we could learn to go deep and and energize that way as well, what are some good food stuff
2: us? Yeah, the take? idea behind this is is that you cannot separate your mind from your physical body. We are we are it's one thing. And so whatever you do, whatever you eat, it affects your state of mind. And in ancient India, in the science of life, which they, which they call Ayurveda, they recognize this that there are many foods that can actually help you meditate, or they can make it um, a really hard task. Mm-hmm. And then so they they put together um, a few groups of foods that you should uh, avoid, and a group of foods that you should um, start eating or include more in your regular diet. So foods that you should avoid are the foods that make your mind dull, and then they're really heavy on your digestion. It includes meat, for example, includes alcohol and sugar. We don't know that sugar Mm -hmm. has all this power, but when you start doing um, a sugar-free diet, you actually see that you regain the control over your mind. Mm -hmm. When you eat sugar, it controls your mind. Mm -hmm. So that's a different thing. And there are foods, uh, another group of foods that can excite your senses. It's like caffeine, mm-hmm. coffee, mm-hmm. black tea, some spices, garlic, onion, leek, mushroom. These are mm. foods that they really turn you on. And then when, when you try to meditate, it's actually the opposite you want. Sure. You want to right, calm right, down. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, when you have, you know, you're busy of of uh, uh, your excited uh, senses, it's really hard to control your mind, mm. okay? And there's another um, group of food, as aphrodisiac foods, which is one of my favorite groups of food, is that, uh, you know, they... Generate thoughts, exciting thoughts in your head, which is also for, you know, from one hand, it's good because they have the reason to behave like that. But for when you seek peace of mind and you want to calm your, your mind and you have this giant traffic of thoughts because of those <laughs> foods, it's really hard. So th- those are the, for example, it's like chocolate is one of them. All kinds of chilies, mm-hmm. they're, they have that nature or red wine or strawberry or, you know, anything mm-hmm. that excites you. It, it actually can be very personal. You know, a glass mm-hmm. of milk, if if that's your thing, mm-hmm. uh, can excite you. You know, it's just mm-hmm. – but there are some that are uh, universal. Okay, there are other t- types of food, which is uh, my personal observation, is that foods that cause any type of allergies also mm-hmm. can – um, make the meditation really hard mm-hmm. because your body is busy of reacting to it mm-hmm. and, and busy of either fighting it or eliminating it or, you know, then really there is no more energy for your mind while you, there is mm-hmm. a war going on. Mm-hmm. And it can be gluten, it can be dairy, it can be meat, it can be, you know, nuts. There are many foods you, you should know yourself enough which food that's causing you allergies or any discomfort, Mm -hmm. you know, which can be different for everybody. So these are the foods that I would avoid. Okay. And meditation in the morning is there are many Uh, reasons why it's so effective and why is it so good to do it. But one of the reasons is because there have been many hours that you didn't eat anything. Mm -hmm. So your digestive system is relaxed. Your brain has nothing, you know, major going on. Mm -hmm. So you can actually direct your mind and finding focus easy, a lot easier. Mm -hmm. If you meditate some other time during the day, I think it would be interesting not to eat anything, um, you know, like give yourself one hour at least after eating. Depends on the food. Sometimes you need two hours, but you, mm-hmm. you do your own experiences and then you know your body. So, right.
3: if, if people choose to fast, what are your recommendations with fasting? I've heard so much that, that it's good, that it's bad, that it's mm-hmm. it, it facilitates meditation. Yeah. It's not healthy. It is. What are your <laughs> fasting thoughts? is interesting
2: because so. as long as human race exist. There is spiritual practices and the all spiritual practices come together with fasting or or uh, food guidelines. It's in the Bible, it's in, in all major religions. So I think fasting has its important role of purification of the physical body that can be a preparation for purification of your mind. Um, I recommend you to do your own experiences. I'm fasting. It's been my first experience was six years ago. And then now, which was a radical fasting. And now I do, uh, intermittent fasting, which is every day I have an eight hour window for eating and I have 16 hours of rest, which for me, perfect. And I gained lots of, uh, um, energy. I, I'm happier. -hmm. You know, I feel light inside of me because there's uh, when there's your digestive system is quiet. That quiets down your whole system, quiets down your mind. So everything becomes easier because you're not busy digesting food. Mm -hmm. And
3: well, I even notice um, lately I've listened like to Doctor Oz and other people who are now supporting that breakfast isn't what everybody says it is. That it is. And and this is just I'm just sharing what I've heard that sometimes that long pause between eating to maybe eat your first meal at noon as opposed to breakfast is is healthier and that breakfast is really being promoted by companies that
2: (laughs) they're interested in (laughs) selling food. So what are you?
3: So obviously you support that idea. Long fast.
2: uh, I support the idea of. Everybody should have his or her approach to what's good for you. Some people mm-hmm. at some phases and some moments of their lives, they need five meals a day. If you're, it depends on your age, it depends on your work, how stressed mm-hmm. you are, what, what your activity is uh, in that period. Um, I, there was a time when I had to eat eight times a day, you know, because this is how much uh, food I needed mess. and energy needed. That was actually lots of mental work that I, w- I mm-hmm. was doing back then and not always um, um, calm mental mm-hmm. work. So I had to compensate my stress. It wasn't the wisest thing, but this is what my body was telling me to do. And yeah,
1: I, I think that's a, a great observation because I think that for... it It, it causes a person to be able to Really tune in to their body to self reflect because what you're saying is, you know, a a different fit for everybody, and that's so true. And I'm glad you said that because everybody's in different places at different times and different growth states or whatever. And I think, in order to kind of find out what's a fit, um, it's important to self reflect to be able to tune in to know how you're feeling. I had tried a lot of different things, and the intermittent fasting for me did the trick. And and it and it all was built on experience. It wasn't built. I mean, I tried listening to a lot of different people, and they said try this, try that, try that, and it, but nothing was working for me. And when I did the inter- intermittent fasting, which was actually an accident, um, <laughs> I actually felt so much better. And then I started really looking into it and saying, okay, what can I do? How, how much, you know, when is the time for me to really, when, when does my body turn on and when does it start turning off? And I started thinking about that. And then I heard a podcast of a physician that was talking about, um, how your organs, your major organs will actually wake up. There, there's a time in the body where, and, and I'm not, Pretending to know this, but you can certainly look it up. But the idea is that when you're going to, when you're getting ready to go to, to bed, when your body begins to wind down, your organs shift in their activity. They get preparation for that. So if you're eating at seven or eight o'clock at night, you're actually waking the organs up when they need to be slowing down. Oh, that's a correct. Point. Morning is the same thing because now, there, there's a certain cadence of them waking up, which I don't know what it is. I mean it could be I, no, you're, yeah, you're right. right. <laughs> what
2: happens is that when we sleep, are the regeneration mm-hmm. and the self-healing mechanisms are the ones that are really active naturally. But if we eat, as you said, a heavy meal at seven am or seven, 7 or eight o'clock at night, we have to deal with the food that comes into our system. We cannot let it sit in our stomach. So we have to digest it. So you spend five, six, eight hours of digestion. And then, and then by the time the food is di- digested and you could do the regeneration and all the other uh, um, healing activities inside of you, it's time to wake up. Mm-hmm. And then we lose. If we eat late, we lose yes. one more night and one more yes. night and one more night right. of healing That's and right.
3: regeneration. Yep. Yeah. Good point. Hmm. How could we keep track of this? I know that we promote
1: trackers, journaling, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, or trackers of some sort. Mm-hmm. And,
3: and would you like to talk about journaling? Like, I know you're a journaler, <laughs> a journaler. You're a journaler. I, I'm just thinking, Maria, that,
1: the journal. Well, yeah. but
3: you do, you and do. I and I love it, and I, and I think right. that that might be a really key thing for us to track things like that. Do we sleep better when we eat late, or mm-hmm. do we find that it makes us restless?
0: Yeah, I think it's a good idea to kind of see what patterns, um you know, are with your lifestyle. Right. I think it's important to mention, too, like I am a journaler, <laughs> but there's different types of journaling. So journaling um is not always, you know, reflecting on your day per se, but it could be tracking something. So like I have a journal for tracking some things that I eat because I get a lot of headaches trying to see if there's a lot of, you know, a pattern there. Um Journaling is like totally no rules. It's like whatever works for you. Um and so in this kind of discussion it probably would be tracking what you eat, I guess. I don't know. To me it probably has more you know. Actually to it's that. a really
2: good idea, you know why? Because I've seen it with my clients that when they start improving their health, they forget about the problems. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then and then they they don't even appreciate the uh, all the mm-hmm. improvement that happened in their lives mm-hmm. because you know, they forgot that they had problems. They feel good. You know, so it's good to see that, oh, my God, two months ago or um, a week mm-hmm. ago, I felt this and this and this. But now mm-hmm. th- th- those things are gone. It's so it's easy
3: to fall back into bad habits. Oh, it yes. is. It's yeah. Oh, it is. It's and, so and easy I, to pick up that candy when you know <laughs> so it's not exactly. good. But and I'd like to
2: uh, add some, one more thing to, like, the fasting or any changes that you do in your diet. There there's one key element that is important when, when you do any change in your life is that you have to know if you do it from the point of view of deprivation or the f- point of view of treating yourself with love mm-hmm. and respect and you're doing something good for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if I that's, tell you really that cut gluten, dairy, sugar and everything, and then you see that you're going to lose oh, I can't have my fresh oh, bread. I oh, see. I mm-hmm. can't have my favorite cheese. Oh, I can't have mm-hmm. my sugar in my tea. Yes, if you see it that way, then it's deprivation mm-hmm. and it's really depressing. And I, w- I would tell you, don't even start. Mm-hmm. It because, a because, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah, it's good because, Absolutely. Yeah. Because, a, that is yeah. a good point. But if you, if you see it that way, like, okay, let's try something new. Mm-hmm. Let's see what I gain from that. And I bet it won't be weight mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're going <laughs> to gain. <laughs> But it's going to be, you know, like general well-being, more energy, more
1: joy for life, more smile. And that gets back to what you said in the first episode last week was intent, Mm -hmm. right? You're talking about intent. Like what is your intent? Is your intent that you want to try something new for a different outcome? Or you're forcing yourself into this because everybody's talking about how you have to reduce sugar or you have to – do things differently, but you're regretting having to do it, that's going to have a negative impact. Or resenting. On or resenting, right? Mm-hmm. The resentment.
3: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. I know we're running out of time, but I want you to briefly give us a overview of why you wrote the children's book, and it, and it's just more than the food nutrition. It's also um, you you included in this amazing children's book, which we're in the process of translating into English, yeah. and I'm so excited. And we
1: will let you know when that comes out. Yeah. So, so you can but grab a copy. it has
3: activities connected to the food, so the energy is connected to other energy. Could you... you yes, know?
2: it was um, the inspiration, it was my son. Because we had – he was growing up in Brazil and we had his friends over. They were like four, five years old kids and they would come over and stay over, uh, you know, the whole day and I would feed them. I would give them (laughs) dinner Mm -hmm. and I would just cook like I would normally cook, you know, like lots of vegetables and whole grains and nuts and seeds and whatever sprouts. And the kids would sit down and I'm talking about Brazilian kids who would – you (laughs) would think with all that – variety of fresh fruits and vegetables would appreciate all those rainbow colors on the table. No. Mm. They were like, oh, I don't eat that. And, and um, I was shocked, you know, because how come? But anyway, <laughs> uh, it <laughs> happened a few times and then I had a deal with my son. I told him, next time your friend comes over... I would kick you under the table and then you start eating the food. And then when you start eating the food, you, you actually say, mm, This is so good. This is fantastic. I love it. And then I, you know, the day came, I kicked him. He started eating. He's like, Oh my God, this food is great. And he was like stuffing inside of him. And then the kid was just looking, I was like, Oh my God, what's wrong with that kid? But my son would would go on and on and and the kid would be curious and then, and then, you know, next thing you know, the kid wants to have the same experience. Mm -hmm. So he would start eating the food. And then just to make it easier, he would ask, what's that white thing? Oh, it's just some worms, you know, I picked up in the garden or there's some dragon eggs or, so I started giving these funny names mm-hmm. to foods, which, you know, in the, little boys love. Little, yeah, 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 little yeah, boys yeah. And, Oh, there were <laughs> robots and aliens and all kinds of little monsters and, you know, wizards <laughs> and, you know, and, and so each food would have, a name. And then next thing you know, the parents call me or mostly the mothers and what was the thing that you fed to my kid? He keeps talking about it and he wants me to make it. It's like, oh no, (laughs) it was just
3: bean sprouts (laughs) and, you know,
2: radishes and I don't know what else it was. So, and then they started asking for recipes. And then I thought, wow, wouldn't it be easier if I just put all those recipes, the favorite recipes of those kids, into one book. And then I was thinking, oh, so there's recipes, but the kids, not they don't just eat a day. They should play, too. So all the games that I played in my son, which I all created, you know, like using very simple things like papers and glues and scissors and pens and pencils, um But you can spend hours and hours on those creative projects, mm. and some of them have something to do with nutrition and food, but some of them don't. And which you know, I think it's also interesting just to you know spend your time in a creative and, and absolutely nice way. So then I, I wrote the book, and to me it was interesting. It was released in Brazil. It's an e-book. It was released in Brazil, and I got lots of feedbacks from teachers that they bought the book and they started uh, implementing the book, the games in schools for oh, cool. uh, smaller children.
3: Cool. Yeah,
2: wonderful. So, yeah, and then I received emails from grandmothers like, oh, finally my son eats pumpkin <laughs> or or squash or radish, and, you know, you, or green leaves because the green leaves became the green aliens. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> And, you know, and with that, you you get all the superpower of, of those aliens. So there's a whole, you know. And don't behind. you think it's a cultural thing that we make
3: a lot of assumptions about what children will and won't eat? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like we assume children wouldn't like spinach and they wouldn't like the, the greens. No, it's, so don't it's don't you
2: as our model, your role model is responsible mm-hmm. actually for creating uh, eating habits. Mm-hmm. So if you judge a food or if you don't eat the food, your kid won't. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, when your kid eats spinach, please eat spinach in front of him and eat it like, oh, this spinach is so (laughs) red today. You know, to say something good about it because they don't do what you say. They do what you do. So Mm -hmm. if you prefer food together and then you appreciate the food and there's always, uh, you know what my son told me once about fruits and vegetables? He said they're the edible uh, rainbow. Mm -hmm. You know, oh. it's like just all those colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like so impressed. the little kid mm-hmm. of three years, you know, like would say something it like that.
3: A, it is a miracle, but we just take it for granted. It so is amazing. Yeah, let's
2: put nature, yeah. let's put the rainbow on our tables I and like let's that. appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah.
3: Well, I know there's going to be a lot of listeners who are going to want to connect with you to find out when they can get the book. Where can they?
2: I believe they can um, on the, your website, com. Debbie? or Deborah
3: at mintation dot com yeah. I'd be glad to share if any readers want more information from Tamiya or when is her book going to be yeah. translated? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's in the works right now. Yeah, and, and you did. know, if
2: there are publishers listening to this podcast, absolutely, absolutely,
1: okay. it's been a joy. I mean, yeah. I I just in, in these two sessions, I, I'm sure there's much more. We would love to have you back because Thank I, you. <laughs> I think there's much more to to share, and, and we were talking. Earlier, um, you know, off air, we were talking about how when we get together and we have conversations, how much it stimulates other ideas and other conversations. I had a hundred things going through my head as you were talking, and I <laughs> so that, another hundred podcasts. We have another hundred <laughs> podcasts, but
0: absolutely. I want to
1: leave our listeners with this before we sign off: is that we, you know, here at Mindtation, we, you know, our core is about creating joy, um, and we we touched on that today about creating this inner joy to to really help with having outcomes that that you're desiring in your life, and this is another chapter in how to achieve that. The other thing we talk about at Meditation are, are what we have coined is this idea of small achievable experiences. And as we talk about and as Tamia has, talk, has talked about, about making these kind of changes in your nutrition and thus changes in your lifestyle, I want you to think about not having to do it all at once – but do it in very small steps whatever that step is for you it may it may be the smallest and most minor thing but make it achievable and when you have that achievable experiences and you have multiple of them together then you create that full heart and clear mind that we talk about so i want to thank all of you for for being here Oh we can give a little bit of a <laughs> toast to
0: to uh, kombucha. Kombucha. kombucha so. it was a pleasure. Thanks a lot everybody. Thank we'll you. We'll look forward <laughs> to next
1: time. Take care. Thank you.